This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, October 8th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, Telski Talks Capital Projects, a sports roundup with Vinton Cole, the science of reading, and a mountain weather forecast. Improvements are coming to the Telluride Ski and Golf Resort to the tune of $102.5 million. That's according to Jeff Proto. He recently stepped down as the vice president of mountain operations at Telski. However, he's now staying on with the resort to head up special projects. That includes capital projects and Telski's housing initiative. On Wednesday, at a community presentation in Mountain Village, Proto gave an update on the capital projects in the works. Breaking it out, Proto says there are 10 general areas for improvement. Snowmaking, lifts, ski school, trail construction, restaurants, facilities, IT, summer activities, avalanche mitigation, and upgrading the Mountain Ops equipment fleet. The biggest cost is coming from lifts. Right now, we're working on a four-lift deal with Doppelmeyer. We think if we can package a deal with Doppelmeyer, we can get a better deal. We want to become a, quote, Doppelmeyer resort. Doppelmeyer is an international lift manufacturer. According to Proto, the lifts Telski is looking to upgrade are 4, 7, 9, and 10. Lift 9 will move from a fixed grip lift, which runs at 500 feet per minute, to a detachable quad that runs at 1,000 feet per minute, and we would, we would start with increasing the, the capacity from around 1,000 people per hour to 1,800 people per hour, but we would build the lift to be, you know, so we could, we could eventually expand it to 2,400 people per hour. According to Telski's Chad Horning, the timeline for a new Lift 9 is somewhat up in the air. He says Telski plans to upgrade the lift next summer to have it open for the 2022-2023 ski season. He says the only pause in that schedule could be if Telluride voters pass Measure 300 at the ballot box this year. For Lift 4, Proto says they're looking to expand the lift from a four-seater to a six-seater. It's our base lift. If we build a hotel at the base of, of lift four, it's going to be extremely important to have a lift that brings people up the hill quickly and we don't have lines at the bottom. Lift four is a real bottleneck, and I think people know that. He adds, by having a six-seater, Telski can load more skiers, but also, ideally, make the loading run more smoothly. We find that with lift four, we get a lot of misloads because it's everybody's first chairlift ride of the season. You know, we get folks coming here at Christmas and... They come and they get on lift four, and, and right now, running it at, at the current capacity, 2,800 people per hour in a four chair, there's less than five seconds between chairs. This will, this will max it out over seven and a half to eight seconds between chair. When it comes to lift 10, a lift might not even be there. And that ties in with a potential new location for ski school at the top of 10. If we want to move children's ski school to the top of 10, we really need to look hard at making that chairlift into, turn it into a gondola. How much more does it cost? We're going to find out. But the idea with a gondola is you can ride up and you can ride down. You know, the, the problem with having our children's ski school at the top of lift 10 is, you know, you go up there and you can learn to ski, but now it's too difficult to get down, so you have to ride back down. So rather than to load, you know, chairs downhill, which, you know, we don't typically do, we would look at doing a gondola there. After lifts, the next biggest cost is snowmaking to the tune of $30 million. But Proto says it's a key investment for the success of the resort. You all know we've been experiencing drought the last three to five years. Um, you can see what's flowing in the San Miguel River. 
And we have to work very closely with the town of Telluride and Idorado, who's upstream of us, to ensure that during snowmaking season, we can continue to operate to get things open in a timely manner. Proto says Telski hopes to build a pump station at Oak Street to help move water and snow up the mountain, but he adds they need to work on making snow in the 10 area as well. All of this is about getting the train open sooner. You know, we want to be able to open lift 10 sooner. We want to be able to open lift 9 sooner. And, and to get those things open sooner, we need to be able to make snow at the bottom of the lift 9 area. We need to be able to make snow in the lift 10 area. And, and eventually, you know, we're going to want to bring snow all the way to the top because at some point, we're going to have a restaurant at the top of lift 10 and we start moving snow cats up there. We're going to really beat up the snow, so we'll have to have good man-made snow all the way up to the top of 10. Restaurants, the next major capital. In addition to ski school at the top of 10, Telski is hoping to build a restaurant. They're also planning for changes to both Bon Vivant and Giuseppe's. We all know Bon Vivant right now is an outdoor dining primarily. We've looked at moving um, Bon Vivant to uh, indoor dining um, eventually, and um, we've got uh, plans to do that um, sometime in the near future here. And, and it does two things. It makes it more reliable for when it's open, and it also makes it more reliable for employees when they're, when they're working up there to have work on a regular basis. He notes there will still be an outdoor component to the restaurant. For Giuseppe's, Proto says he knows people like it the way it is. The problem is it only holds like 20 or 30 people at one time, and that's great when it's sunny out and you can sit outside of the picnic tables, but at some point we have to take care of more people indoors at the top of chair nine. In other areas, Proto says the resort is planning to move avalanche mitigation to a more remote automated system. He says they need to continuously update the snowcat fleet and work on trail construction, both for the slopes and the bike park. Aside from capital projects, Chad Horning says Telski is in an evaluation process to determine how to move forward with the VP of Mountain Operations position, which was recently vacated by Proto. According to Horning, Telski is also planning to hire a new CEO following Bill Jensen's departure last year. However, the resort doesn't have finalized plans on what that hiring process will look like. You can't touch this. Volleyball and soccer are here, and basketball is around the corner. On this week's sports update, Telluride High School's Finton Cole brings the latest. Have a listen. I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. This is Finton Cole on your sports update. Today, we have Mr. Brendan Bradlaugh reporting on the radio today. Boys varsity soccer won to the Bayfield Wolverines by a score of 6-4. to four. They're going to face the Oysters again at home on October 9th. Randolph Corona, Owen Blount, Taylor Holmes, and Jack Spencer scored the goals for the Miners. Girls Varsity Volleyball played on the road against the Olathe Pirates. Mr. Bredloud, which sports are you the coach for and how well do you think they're playing? I'm the Varsity Boys basketball coach. Um, we have not started our season yet. We are doing open gyms right now. We're getting the boys in, but our season does not start till November 15th. If your team makes the tournament this year, what would be some advice to give to your players? Play hard, play fast, play together, and we'll win. Mr. Bredlow, thank you for the time to talk with us on the radio. I'm Fintan Cole reporting live for the Telluride High School, and we'll see you next week.
If you ask Joyce Rankin, reading is fundamental. I'm pushing reading because to me, first of all, education should not be political, but I believe it has been politicized. Mm -hmm. My, my uh, issue is reading, and there are parents, teachers on both sides of the aisle that believe that same way. So we come together there, and if we do, there's only one person left to benefit from all that, and that's the students. Rankin is a Colorado State School Board member representing the 3rd Congressional District. She was in Telluride on Thursday, meeting with teachers, students, parents, and advocating for the science of reading. It's kind of revolutionized the way reading is taught. The science of reading is based around the idea that children should be proficient in reading by the time they get to fourth grade. The concept is wrapped up in Senate Bill 19199. This bill, the most important thing is it was passed by 100% of the legislators. This is a great bill for me to talk about because it's not political. Everybody agrees reading is the number one thing. The state legislature passed 199 in 2019 and requires all K-3 teachers in Colorado to be trained in the science of reading or other evidence-based reading training programs by the next school year. According to Rankin, the program lined out in the bill teaches reading by focusing on five main areas. Phonemic awareness, those are sounds. In phonemic awareness, we only are talking about our ears. We aren't talking about any words, letters, anything in a book. It's, it's rhyming, it's singing, it's all those things that four-year-olds do. Phonics are recognizing letters and sounds. We say phonemic awareness is eyes closed and phonics is eyes open. And that's a really quick, easy way of learning the difference. Vocabulary development. And that's words. Children, I would say the majority of children in this community come to school with 2,100 words when they come to kindergarten. That's a lot of words, but it's because they listen to their parents. Their parents have talked to them, had conversations. All of that has helped them. And, and they may not be able to uh, speak those words in their vocabulary, but they understand them. It's, it's like learning a foreign language. I, I can't speak it, but I know what you're saying. Finally, reading fluency, leading into reading comprehension. And then fluency, words and inflections. This was, when I was teaching to fifth and sixth grade, this was one of the biggest red flags I had when a, a fifth grader would read the, the dog, it, that stammering. In fifth grade, a lot of remediation has been missed back in K3. And, th and they can learn, they can be remediated. They can learn to speak fluently. And you cannot get to the thought and the comprehension if you're struggling with each word. Rankin says if a student is struggling with the five foundational skills, they should get what the bill calls a read plan. When the child is in kindergarten and, and they're proficient enough to go to first grade, but they lack some things, need a little more work, that's what the plan does. It explains where they can move forward. Teachers work together at grade levels to talk about the children and what worked with some teachers may not work with others, but they share those ideas. So within a, a school, within a district, they can build on that. But she notes a read plan isn't necessarily just for students who are struggling. We cannot neglect those third graders that are reading at the fourth grade level to, you may even want to have a read plan of sorts for them that says, here's some comprehension books that will help strengthen their skills 
if they are more curious and need to go on. All K-3 teachers in the Telluride School District will be required to have training based on 199 standards by August 1st, 2022. Monday, people across the U.S. will celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. And Telluride is no different. Clayton Harvey of the White Mountain Apache Tribe in Arizona will be speaking to Telluride, virtually, to discuss how farming has shaped his spiritual identity and helped keep Apache traditions and language alive in his community. Harvey is also the subject of the film Gather, the fight to revitalize native foodways. According to the Wilkinson Public Library, which is hosting the event, the film is an intimate portrait of the growing movement among Native Americans to reclaim their spiritual, political, and cultural identities through food sovereignty. Harvey's talk will take place at 6 p.m. via Zoom on Monday, October 11th. Registration is available at telluridelibrary.org. The film Gather is also available on the library's streaming service, Canopy. The Grand Mesa Uncompagre and Gunnison National Forests will be burning slash piles in the coming months. The slash piles are the result of several fuel reduction and hazardous tree removal projects and were created to remove debris and vegetation to help reduce the risk of large wildfires. According to the GMUG, the burns will take place mid-October through December, weather allowing. The public is reminded to not call 911 if smoke is visible in the burn area. Burns will be posted on the GMUG Fire Info Facebook page once dates are scheduled. October marks the beginning of a new water year, and the latest forecasts show drought is still widespread across the region. More than 90% of the Colorado River Basin is in drought, but there's a lot less exceptional drought. The amount of land with the absolute driest designation is down about 60% in less than a year. Summer monsoons brought record rain to parts of Arizona, but spared the rest of the region. Drought is more severe in parts of Utah and Nevada. Forecasters think this year will bring La Nina conditions, which tends to mean warmer and drier winters for the southwest. Ballots for the November election will start hitting mailboxes and P.O. boxes this weekend. Voters are deciding three statewide questions with hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. KOTO's Scott Franz has more. Amendment 78 aims to give state lawmakers more control over emergency spending that the governor currently controls. The legislature would also gain control of the transportation budget and any legal settlements the state gets from lawsuits. It needs to earn 55 percent of the vote to pass because it would change the state constitution. Proposition 119 would raise pot taxes by 5% to pay for after-school tutoring programs. And Proposition 120 would permanently cut property taxes for people who own multifamily homes and lodging properties. Supporters want to extend the tax breaks to all homeowners, but a state law passed earlier this year is limiting whose tax bills would go down. I'm Scott Franz in Denver. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for showers and thunderstorms tonight with a low around 40 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Saturday showers and thunderstorms are likely with a high near 50 degrees. Saturday night there is a 30% chance of snow showers with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 30 degrees. Sunday calls for mostly sunny skies during the day with a slight chance of snow showers and mostly clear skies at night. The high is in the mid 40s with a low around 30 degrees. 
This has been the news for Friday, October 8th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Calling all new and expecting parents. Wilkinson Public Library and Bright Futures present a community baby shower and gear and clothing exchange. Hi, this is Madeline with Bright Futures. The community baby shower and gear and clothing exchange will take place at Wilkinson Public Library on Sunday, October 10th. The community baby shower will be held from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. There will be refreshments, raffle prizes, activities, and more. The gear and clothing exchange will follow from 12 to 5 p.m. Please bring your clean, quality, baby and toddler items to share with our community. For more information or to sign up, please visit telluridelibrary.org. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.